I'm Izzy, and my guest today is super, super dope. Uh, she is really just opening doors for female sneakerheads everywhere and showing that this can be done and also like giving people the opportunity to tell their stories, share where they're from, and share the shoes that they're really, really passionate about. So Taylor, thanks for joining me today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm super excited for you to tell your story, talk about everything that you've touched and worked on in the past and in the near future. So for the people who are tuning in today that haven't had the opportunity to check you out, who are you and what do you do? So my name is Taylor Walker. Um, I go by Let Tay Telly on Instagram. That's my Instagram that I do a lot of sneaker content on. Um, I'm very vocal on that Instagram too. So, you know, if y'all come through to my Instagram, y'all will see me just talking about what I feel like I want to talk about. Um, I also have Respect Female Sneakerheads, which is also another Instagram I started. It started as a hashtag. Um, first, it was Re Respect Female Sneakerheads. Then I also added Respect Black Female Sneakerheads because I felt like that deserved a hashtag on its own. And so then I decided to create a page. And from that page, I also decided to do a blog because I felt like the page just wasn't enough. I mean, we have a lot of pages on Instagram that, you know, show women in their, you know, outfits and their sneakers, which I love. And I think it's great to showcase them, but I want their words to be heard. So I also use my blog as well so that their words can be heard because I feel like brands always say, well, we're looking for this type of woman or that type of woman, or, you know, how do you guys feel? And it's like, well, if you do enough research, you will find women like myself. And I know there have been other women who, you know, do this along the same lines, but I feel like if there's multiple avenues, these brands can't keep saying, well, we've been looking and we can't find it. So respecting those sneakerheads is literally about allowing their voices to be heard. I think yeah. where you sit is definitely, it's, it's needed right now, like you said, from the brand perspective and just from an outsider's perspective as well, just giving really creating that platform for uh, people to jump on and tell their story and let their words be heard. So yeah. speaking of those words specifically, like what is it like if somebody hasn't tuned into the blog, what's on mm -hmm. the blog? Like what should people expect when they go through on the website and start to check out some of these sneakerheads? So you will see me ask them three important questions. And the questions are, what does respect female sneakerheads mean to you? Who is one woman you look up to and why? And I specifically ask one because I know they're going to give me more than one. Nine right. times out of 10, they <laughs> always give me more than one. And so that just shows that they can't just give you one woman. There are so many women that they look up to. And I also ask um, if there's anything that they can change when it comes to, you know, how we are seen and shown and, you know, just the thought process behind, like when you think of, a female sneakerhead. I just want them to answer that question to give us in their own words what they want to see change, what they want to see different, you know, misconceptions that, you know, yep. a lot of people run with and don't even take the time to research or figure out on their own. So it's just three important questions and I just let them answer those questions. And then I also highlight them on the Instagram as well. So when you go to the blog, you'll just see them, you know, just speaking their thoughts genuinely they're everyone that i have interviewed has been so genuine so down to earth and really straightforward in their you know their answers and they're like yes let me you know let me tell how i feel and what i see and i love it so so when it came time to starting a blog had you done it before like was this a brand new thing for yourself it's not actually i started when i started my instagram i had also started a blog 
but it was geared towards other things other things it was like lifestyle and i had a sneaker aspect of it um and i had like a um a part of it where i was highlighting women i did like different women in the sneaker community and outside the sneaker community just you know to highlight different women that i had came across on social media that i felt like we're doing a lot of great and positive things so it's not unfamiliar territory um i decided to just gear it more to the um stories that i was telling because it had been a while since i blogged I had kind of dropped it for a little while and was kind of focusing on my sneaker content on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I decided to gear to, you know, just move it in a new direction and start posting the stories that I post now. How has the reception been from brands or just like females in general that are jumping on the blog? Like, how has that Mm -hmm. been? And like, what are, what's, what are people looking for or what are you looking forward to in the future with it? So I've had a great response. Um, I've actually had a um, a brand reach out to me because they wanted me to handle content on their side of telling nice. stories from people in the industry, which I thought was really great. They're a brand that um, connects with different um, different brands within the sneaker industry. And so they wanted me to um, do the content for um, something that they have coming up really soon. So I can't wait to like be able to give more information when that drops. So that was a pretty cool opportunity that actually happened from being on LinkedIn. One, you know, someone had told me like, you should be on LinkedIn more. And I'm like, LinkedIn for sneakers? Like, okay, I'll try it. And I tried it and something amazing came from it. So that was really great. But I've had a lot of positive um, feedback. you know, every now and then I may get someone, not going to lie, male and female that kind of aren't on the wave a little bit. And I don't know right. if it's the respect black female sneakerheads aspect. And I don't I don't know if that's because they feel like it's too like focused on black women. But I just feel like there needs to be a separate avenue for both. I feel like all women should get respect. I feel like we cannot talk about all women without talking about black and brown women and mm-hmm. some of the things that they specifically go through. And so it, it's, I've gotten mostly positive feedback. You know, sometimes you will always get those who are not really on board and that's okay. You're not really doing it to please everyone. You're doing it to start a conversation. Yeah. So I, hope that in the future I'll be able to work with brands on the aspects of being able to do content. You know, a lot of these brands are, they have like blogging type of aspects on their websites, you know, different stories that they try to talk about. We'll love to be able to do content with them. Um, that is something I definitely will look forward to in the future. But if not, I just am happy with brands being able to access my blog and being able to find different women that they may even want to work with. To talk about that, that negative feedback quickly, as a creative, that's uh, something that a lot of us struggle with. Um, feedback in general, uh, needless to say, the bad feedback. So how do you deal with that? Like when somebody says, you know what, I don't know if I ride with the message as much as you type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to take it personal, not going to lie. I used to take it personal, mm-hmm. but I've had to realize that one, everyone isn't going to always agree. Um, I try to hear them out because I feel like sometimes it's just miscommunication. And if they're not taking the the time to really understand where you're coming from and why and where your brand started from, then, you know, that can always kind of make them automatically 
have this negative thing that they want to run with. So I've had times where, you know, it's been a negative thing and I've had a conversation and it turned into something positive. But, you know, I just try to block it out for the most part. Um, outside of that, I'm very vocal. So I will, you know, I'll go back and forth in dialogue, you know, and, you know, we can have the conversation as long as it's respectful. Um, but it, I wouldn't say that it lets, I let it bother me too much anymore. I'm just kind of like, okay, if you don't like it, then it's not going to stop the show. You know, we'll, we'll, we move on, you know, yeah. it's not meant for everybody. The blog, very, very focused on sneakers. Uh, so I'd be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about sneakers here. So how did you get into sneakers? Like, have you been into it since you were young? Like, tell us that story mm-hmm. a little bit. So, um, I've been into sneakers since I was in middle school and it started with Air Force Ones. Um, those were the, the thing back then in the nineties when I'm coming up in middle yeah. school and high school, um, Honestly, I also played basketball. So that was also, I probably feel like that probably played a part, you know, in Definitely. just me being into sneakers, you know, watching basketball games, that probably played a part. But the Air Force Ones is the biggest thing where I had to have those, beg my parents for it. And so that's where it started. I feel like it increased more as I got my own money, you know, got my own job and was able to buy my own pairs. And now it just turned into this thing where I can't stop. It's just just a thing, you know, like it just becomes a thing. You're like, it's an addiction. You can't stop. Like it's so hard when you have to take breaks in life because, you know, life just, you know, happens and, you know, you have to take breaks and it's so hard, but man, like being that young and being into sneakers and still being into sneakers now is, it just shows you how important, you know, these sneakers are because it's the story behind a lot of them. It's not even necessarily just having, you know, the next best thing. It's like some of these things, these shoes really have a story behind them. And that's what I feel like some people don't get, but it started young for me, I will say. Okay. So you hit on a couple of things there um, that I want to talk about. One was when the life like happens like you have this addiction of all of us have it like we're all trying to buy the next sneaker um right everything like that like for me right now like i'm struggling with like just paying well i'm not struggling but i'm paying some bills so like right now Mm -hmm. i'm just trying to get things in order but like i see this release coming out or that release coming out i'm like yeah uh, like those Ooh, twos that dropped yeah, this morning exactly. i was like i really want those but should i be spending yeah. that money um yeah it's it's really really hard and i think that's where uh i don't know and it's like kind of picking and choosing that when that addiction yeah. takes over um but yeah i think another thing that you really hit on uh was that story part uh so there are some shoes that like blatant honesty, I do not ride with a silhouette or like I mm-hmm. think the shoe itself might be ugly, but the story is what actually makes me want to go out and grab that. Yeah. So yeah. are there any examples of that from your collection behind you? That have a story? That like some a strong story that you couldn't like not buy that sneaker, even if it was a resale price or anything like that. Um, let me think. Probably like I have like a pair of Beyonce's Ivy Parks and I think okay. I just bought them because I, I just Beyonce is just an overall amazing person. Like she yes. just does all these things and I'm like, I just have to have a pair, but I don't necessarily like 
the shoe, but mm-hmm. because it was Beyonce, it's kind of like our mom and yours. Like some people don't like threes, but I feel like they will literally have the pair. Like if they could get their hands on it, they're gonna have it, and it's just gonna sit. Yep. In their in their space and in their sneaker collection, just like yeah, I have them. The story behind it is amazing. It's like certain people behind the shoe or certain stories behind the shoe are just gonna make you buy them. So I have like. Two pairs of like Ivy Parks, and I probably won't wear them. It's just like, yes, I have a pair of Ivy Parks in my collection. They're right here. <laughs> Might not wear them. They'll probably yeah. sit on the shelf, like admire them, but I probably won't wear them. So it, it's something like that that I have in my collection. And the Tiana Taylor question is like the Reebok okay. question is that she has. Yeah. I actually do wear those, but yeah. I love all things Tiana Taylor. So that's a pair that I actually do wear, and I'm actually really happy that I have. So. Yeah, that's a couple of pairs I can see in my eyesight right now. You're building this thing right now. <laughs> and it's something that's starting to get attention. You're starting to have more and more people on the blog. Is the overall intention to go full time with this? Or do you want to like stay, like create that separation um, or continue um, that separation, I should ask? Um, I probably would continue the separation. And I say that because I work in IT and mm-hmm. that is my first love. IT is my first love. Cybersecurity is what I love to do. So I probably would never go full time with it unless, you know, I'm able to work with a sneaker brand in their IT aspect. Now that would be right. two two for one for me. But I probably wouldn't do the blog full time. It still would be something that I would um keep separate. Um just because what I do is what I love because IT has always been my first love. Yeah, I think yeah. there's there's going to be more of a from the podcast itself, like it's been very, very sneaker heavy. And I just love mm. to have the conversations with people that are in sneakers like yourself, but then also have these other loves, whether it's cybersecurity or whether it's uh, building apps yeah. or anything like that. Like there's other things yeah. that we can pursue while also being absolutely addicted to sneakers. And uh, some absolutely. people forget that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. So, yeah. So. From uh, like actual like people are listening to this show, want to check out your work, want to check out respect female sneakerheads, uh, black female sneakerheads, every everything that you touch. Where can people find you? Where can people find the blog? Where can people follow along in the journey? So my blog is lettaytellit.com, which is also my Instagram that I do sneaker content on. Um, if you just type in respect female sneakerheads, you should be able to find the uh, the actual Instagram. And the hashtags are respect female sneakerheads, respect black female sneakerheads. And I also added another one called respect her style, which um, just allows me to kind of highlight some women, um, you know, who do great things and how they present streetwear on Instagram. Like these women can dress like Mm -hmm. these women really be putting some outfits together. So I, I did respect her style because I feel like everyone's style is unique. It's unique to them, you know, how whatever they feel comfortable in. Because if they're posting it on Instagram, that means that they are feeling themselves and they are feeling confident. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to respect whatever outfit they decide to post on their Instagram. So it just allows me to, you know, kind of um, showcase them and highlight, you know, what they wear. So you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Let Tay Tell It. Um, you can also find me on TikTok if y'all do TikTok. Let Tay tell it as well. You know, might throw some respect to my sneakerheads in there every now and then. But um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. What makes you strange on purpose? 
Ooh, what makes me strange on purpose? That's a good question. <laughs> um, probably how outspoken I am. When mm-hmm. I say I'm outspoken, I mean nobody can tell me how I feel. I'm confident in how I feel. I walk in knowing that this confidence can't be broken. And the only time that I feel like it can be altered as if you're trying to help me see another point of view. So my confidence makes me strange on purpose. How outspoken I am makes me strange on purpose because nobody can take that away from me. 